Hello, smarty listeners. This message goes out to all the teachers, principals, teacher's assistants, and school librarians. First of all, thank you, thank you, thank you for all you do as educators. To show our gratitude for all your hard work, long hours, and dedication to teaching, we are now offering free Who Smarted Plus subscriptions for all educators. That's right. You can now play Who Smarted without any ads or interruptions in your classroom to help make learning fun and keep the smarting going during break times, lunch times, or anytime. Who Smarted can even be used to satisfy some common core curriculum or as part of assignments or lessons. If you are an educator, just go to whosmarted.com and click educators. And smarty pants and smarty parents, please feel free to let your teachers know about this. Again, that's whosmarted.com. Click educators for free subscriptions to Who Smarted Plus. Let's all get smarted together. Hey there, it's Trusty. And you know I love sitting at home listening to good podcasts as much as I love going on adventures. And do I have a great one to recommend to all you smarty pants and smarty parents from the award-winning Go Kids Go team. It's called Snoop and Sniffy. What happens when Snoop, an experienced dog detective from London, gets sent to small-town Pflugerville to train clueless puppy Sniffy as an undercover agent? Mystery, adventure, and chaos! Seriously, the town of Pflugerville isn't Dolesville like Snoop expected, and he quickly realizes that he can't handle all the action without Sniffy by his side. Even when they're able to turn a blind eye to the alien superheroes and villains battling it out for control of Pflugerville, Snoop and Sniffy have their paws full solving wild and wacky mystery cases on Bark Street. Do you love to laugh? Do you love animals? Do you have the brightest mind since Sherlock Holmes? Then tag along. There are already eight seasons of hilarious canine crimes to solve. Search for Snoop and Sniffy on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. What comes to mind when I say the word donuts? Round? Sure. A whole? Of course. Sweet? Definitely. So, what kind of donuts do you like? Chocolate? Glazed? Powdered? Filled with jelly or custard? Maybe you dig strawberry frosted like Homer Simpson. Mmm, donuts. Different variations of these fried treats are enjoyed all around the world, but there's one continent people seem to enjoy them the most. Any guesses? If you said North America, you're right. More than 10 billion donuts are made in the USA each year. Nom, 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 nom. While Canada has the most donut shops per person. There are dozens and dozens of donut types, and that doesn't even take into consideration toppings. Shout out some of your favorite toppings. I heard sprinkles, cookie crumbs, breakfast cereal, bacon. Oh, bacon. No matter which you prefer, we've certainly come a long way from the donut-like treats of ancient Rome and Greece, which were coated in something called fish sauce. Yucky. So what were early donuts like? Were they even round? And why are they even called dough nuts? It's time for a whiff of double-glazed science on Who Smarted? Who's Smarted? Who's Smart? Is it you? Is it me? Is it science? Or history? Listen up! Everyone, we make smarting lots of fun on Who's Smarted? Ahoy, smarty pants. Welcome to the deep sea. 
This is where your donut story continues. Don't worry, we're not here to talk about fish sauce. Ah. We'll leave that back in ancient Roman Greece. In medieval times, Middle Easterners and Europeans found a better coating for their fried bits of dough. They used a tasty, sugary syrup. Yum. Europeans brought these treats to America back in the colonial days, but they still weren't the donuts we know today. Ah. Many historians say the modern ring-shaped donut was created on a ship out at sea. The year was 1847, and a 13-year-old boy named Hanson Gregory was working in the ship's galley, or kitchen, as the assistant cook. Care for some slop? Uh, what's in it? You don't want to know. Look, Captain Gregory. Captain? I'm just the assistant cook. Uh, yes, but you will be a captain when you turn 19. In fact, you'll become Maine's youngest sea captain. But that's not what you'll be remembered for. How do you know this? Wait, people remember me? Am I a hero? Do I save people's lives? Earn a medal? Yes, you'll go on to do all of those things. But that's not what you'll be remembered for. What is it then? Donuts. Donuts? Yep, donuts. You mean these greasy sinkers? Ah, yes. Technically, the name Donut existed back in 1847, but it wasn't widely used yet. When Dutch settlers brought them to America, they called them oily cakes, which doesn't sound very tasty. Yuck! Neither does greasy sinkers. Historians believe the first writer to record the term dough nuts was Washington Irving, the author of some things you may have heard of, like The Legend of Sleepy Hollow and Rip Van Winkle. In 1809, Irving described sweetened balls of fried dough as nuts, probably because of their walnut shape. They didn't have any holes yet. The greasy sinkers I made were just huge globs of dough with a raw and heavy center. We called them sinkers because while they may have tasted good, they sank to your stomach and gave you a stomach ache. Dissatisfied with the greasy sinkers he was serving on the ship, Young Hanson Gregory made a simple yet brilliant modification to these giant greasy dough balls. Can you guess what it was? That's right. He got rid of the center by cutting it out. I just took the round lid off a pepper shaker and cut a hole in the dough. The sinkers cooked better that way, and they didn't weigh you down when you ate them. And that's how you become famous. Because of my greasy sinkers? No, those were your mom's recipe. You become famous because of the hole. The hole? Yes, the hole. But that's nothing. Yeah, but the hole helps make a donut. Well, a donut. Are you sure I don't become famous for being a hero? But you are a hero. A donut hero. That's not what I meant. But soon, the whole world knows your name. Donuts were featured at the 1933 World's Fair in Chicago, where they were called the hit food of the century and they featured your portrait with them. Oh, that's cool, I guess. What's a World's Fair? World's Fair were festivals where countries showed off their greatest innovations. At that same World's Fair in Chicago, a Russian immigrant named Adolf Levitt presented the world's first donut-making machine. Levitt became known as the Donut King. And when he set up his machine in New York's Times Square, police had to be called to control the massive crowds of donut-crazed onlookers. All right, folks, move it along. Nothing to see here. Oh, wow. Uh, can I get one of those? Nom, 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 nom. Eventually, 
police officers would get a reputation for loving donuts. Let me get six crawlers, two old fashions, and a bear claw. You guys want anything? While the donut-loving cop became a bit of a running joke, it's not entirely without merit. Just not for the reason you might think. While I'm sure plenty of police officers love donuts, after all, who doesn't? Many officers worked overnight hours, and the only places open that late were donut shops. The officers got coffee and a sugary snack to help stay awake, while the donut shops welcomed the late-night police protection. Some even gave away free donuts or set up desks for officers to work at. Whoa. But cops and Captain Gregory aren't the only heroes when it comes to the popularity of donuts. Those most responsible for spreading the donut love were none other than the men and women of our armed forces. During World Wars I and II, service women with the Salvation Army and Red Cross brought donuts to the soldiers fighting. These women, known as donut dollies, braved the dangers of war to deliver tasty treats to the front lines. Listen up, ladies. We've got reports of troops stationed in France. Margaret, you swoop in from the east, donuts glazing. Doris, set up a powdered sugar perimeter in the south. Betty, you and your girls parachute in from the west and form a cinnamon front. And Carol, I want you to cream them from the north. We'll fill these boys full of so much dough, they'll roll on to victory. The Salvation Army would honor these brave women by establishing National Donut Day on the first Friday of June. More importantly, when the wars were over, many veterans whose spirits had been lifted by the donut dollies returned home and opened their own donut shops. One such veteran was Vernon Rudolph, who opened up a shop in Winston-Salem, North Carolina called Krispy Kreme. The shop was unique in that it allowed people to see the donuts being made. Few people could resist watching them being covered with gooey, glazed goodness. Rudolph would open dozens of stores, each with a Hot Donuts Now sign outside, making Krispy Kreme one of the world's first donut chains. But he soon faced some tough competition. In 1948, a young entrepreneur named William Rosenberg opened a shop called the Open Kettle in Quincy, Massachusetts. Two years later, he changed its name to one of the most recognized in the donut world. Any guesses what it is? Is it A, Heavenly Donuts, B, Peter Pan Donuts, or C, Dunkin' Donuts? If you said C, Dunkin' Donuts, you just dunked on this question. Rosenberg's creation would become the largest donut chain in the world. Not only that, they're credited with changing the spelling of the word donut from donut, D-O-U-G-H-N-U-T, to donut, D-O-N-U-T, getting rid of the U-G-H, which just happens to be the sound you make when you eat too many donuts. Ugh. Duncan also became popular because of its selection. Back when most shops only offered five varieties of donut, Dunkin' Donuts boasted 52. Dunkin' Donuts, up to 52 varieties, fresh day and night. These days, if you're looking for a flavor that's truly unusual, you might have better luck at a smaller donut shop. Many are still opening up around the globe, just like after the World Wars. Mmm, donuts. And they're offering specialties like maple and bacon donuts, peanut butter and jelly donuts, and M&M donuts. But those aren't even close to the most truly bizarre donuts in the world. We'll get to those right after this quick donut break. Hi, 
Trusty here with a special message for all the parents and guardians listening. I know how important it is for your child to excel in every way possible, especially when it comes to education. Well, thanks to my friends at iXL, you don't have to go it alone. iXL is a personalized learning platform that's transforming the way children master everything from math to social studies. iXL's interactive courses and immediate feedback ensure learning is super engaging and accessible for every student, pre-K through 12th grade. Imagine that a tool that grows with your child, offering personalized recommendations based on their progress. And we know it works because we've used it ourselves. Adam Tex Davis, co-creator of Who Smarted, used iXL to help his daughter stay on top of her schoolwork and excel in her classes. Backed by research, students who use the iXL program are more likely to get higher test scores because iXL functions like a tutor. And whether your child needs help with homework, classwork, test prep, or is looking for a challenge, iXL has you covered, and all of that at an affordable rate. A one-month subscription to iXL costs less than what most tutors charge for an hour. And one subscription is good for every child in your household. Join the millions of parents who trust iXL and make an impact on your child's learning today. Oh, and who smarted listeners get an exclusive 20% off iXL membership when you sign up now at iXL.com smarted. Visit iXL.com smarted to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. iXL Learning. Inspire. Excel. Learn more at iXL.com. Hey there, smarty moms, dads, adults, and anyone who loves great food but doesn't always have the time or energy to grocery shop, prep, and cook a big meal. Well, take it from me, the trusty narrator. I found the perfect solution to having delicious home-cooked meals without all the time and hassle. It's called Factor Meals. With Factor Meals, you can forget about all the shopping, chopping, or even washing dishes. That's because Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals arrive at your door ready to heat and eat in just two minutes. That's right. With Factor, you and your family are always just two minutes away from chowing down on chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, delicious gourmet meals. From calorie-smart to protein-plus to vegetarian to keto options, Factor has six menus guaranteed to meet your wellness goals. And with over 35 meal choices and 60 add-ons weekly, your taste buds will never get bored. I personally started ordering Factor meals last month for those busy days when I want a tasty lunch or dinner that fills me up and crushes my nutrition goals, but I only have five minutes to cook it. And Factor 100% delivers on time, every time. So head on over to factormeals.com slash smarted50 and use code smarted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code SMARTED50 at factormeals.com slash SMARTED50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Now back to Who Smarted. So, Smarty Pants, what kind of donut would you create if you could create any donut? Hmm. Mac and cheese donuts, gummy bear donuts, ice cream donuts. There's so many possibilities. One thing donuts are great at is absorbing the flavor of liquids, which is why people like to dunk them in their drinks, which is where the name Dunkin' Donuts comes from. For adults, that drink is usually coffee, but there's a sweet drink that's great for dipping donuts into. Can you guess what it is? Here's a hint. 
It comes from a fruit that grows on trees. Nope, not orange juice, not pineapple juice. Cookie juice? I wish, but no. I'm talking about apple cider. About 70 years ago, the company founded by the Donut King, Adolf Levitt, inventor of the world's first donut-making machine, introduced cider donuts. These new donuts were made with apple cider and sprinkled with cinnamon, making a delicious treat that's super popular every autumn. While cider donuts were unique in 1951, they're nothing compared to the unusual flavors of today. Are any made with slop? No, but a lot of them are messy. Tom and Chi out of Cincinnati, Ohio, put cheddar cheese on a glazed donut to make a grilled cheese donut. <gasps> While PV Donuts in Providence, Rhode Island, added cheese, sauce, and toppings to make its own pizza donut. I pizza. You can find donuts topped with Fruit Loops, M&Ms, or Oreos at California's Randy's Donuts, known for their famous giant donut sign. <gasps> While nearby Colorado Donuts in Los Angeles makes a gooey s'mores donut, that's purple and topped and filled with toasted marshmallows, chocolate bars, and graham crackers. But if you want a donut with a little more meat, Gordo's in Austin, Texas, tops their donut with pulled pork, potato salad, and barbecue sauce. That seems a bit much. If you think that's a bit much, a Krispy Kreme in the UK made a donut for charity that cost 1,000 pounds or $1,700. It was made with some of the world's most expensive jelly, icing, and cream, topped with Belgian white chocolate and edible gold that contained edible diamonds. Imagine a single donut costing more than three Sony PlayStations. Wow, that's pretty crazy. So, um, what's a PlayStation? Just stick to donuts and saving lives, my friend. A double-decker shout-out to Max and Joey in Weathersfield, Connecticut. Thanks so much for making Who Smarted your home for learning cool science facts. Listen, I can actually hear you guys getting smarter. Thanks, guys. This episode, Donuts, was written by Dave Beaudry and voiced by Max Kamaski, Taya Garland, Charlotte Cohn, Adam Tex Davis, and Jerry Colbert. Technical direction and sound design by Josh Hahn. Who Smarted is recorded and mixed at the Relic Room Studios, and our associate producer is Max Kamaski. The theme song is by Brian Suarez, with lyrics written and performed by Adam Tex Davis. Who Smarted is created and produced by Adam Tex Davis and Jerry Colbert. This is an Atomic Entertainment production. <laughs>